All right. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Rolling with the Winners, episode 11. Um, so jumping right into it, last episode I talked about how Braun had gifted AD number 23, but uh, apparently Nike has come back saying, actually, you cannot do that. Uh, you are going to have to wait till next year. So Braun is sticking with 23, and I am super okay with that, to be honest. Um So recently, I got asked a question that made me, it made me think a little, and that was, if you could see or play one hole in golf in the world, what would it be? Uh, So now, like I've said, I I know golf, but not to an extreme extent, so this is really just going off of the knowledge I have and the courses and holes that I do know of, so I'm sure there's probably much cooler options out there that I am not as aware of, Um, but I went with hole 17, the island green at TPC Sawgrass. Uh, I looked it up, and actually over 100,000 balls are hit into the water each year at this hole, so that's always fun. Uh, but every year when the Players' Championship is on, I love watching this hole. Uh, honestly, there should be like a drinking game made out of it. Take a shot every time someone hits it in the water. Um, so someday if I ever get to this tournament, I will I will play that drinking game. But might get thrown out because some years, it depends on the year, but some years in one round only four balls will go in the water, but some rounds maybe 20 balls go in the water. So it's really just a a life or death toss-up. So if you want to go to that tournament with me and play this game, just let me know. Um, Another thing I wanted to talk about was that I saw this crazy LeBron statistic the other day. So LeBron has a career average of 27 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. Uh, He's played 1,437 NBA games, but has never finished a single game with exactly 27-7-7 as his stat line. It's just, that was so crazy to me when I read it that out of that many games that he's played, he's never finished with what his average is. Um, But, you know, LeBron just continues to surprise us and wow us all every day, so... I shouldn't even be surprised that 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 is the reality, Um, but pretty cool. Uh, So, all right, I'm going to get into the main topic now, which is going to be the fantasy football episode. Woo! Going to get everyone to start thinking about their draft. Um, These drafts typically happen late August, early September, so it's definitely important to start thinking about the season. Um, I hope if you've never participated in fantasy football before in your life, you consider joining a league after listening to this, and you can use some of my wisdom to help you figure it out. Um, These are things that I believe in with fantasy football. It's not necessarily right for everyone. Everyone has different ways that they look at it, but this is based off of um, my success and what I have learned in it. Um, Before you listen to this, I recommend you look into your league and see how the commissioner, commissioner has things set up. So one thing to definitely look at is how many players each of each position you will have on your team and um, if the flex position consists of just wide receiver and running back or if tight end is included in that as well. Um, Also make sure you know how much each position position is worth to your team. So for some leagues, the quarterback is worth a lot and typically can score higher points. And in some, the receivers or the running backs have the ability to score the higher points point totals. So make sure you know this going into it into it because that could affect uh, who you should take in certain rounds 
some other things to consider during the draft. Pay attention to bye weeks for the players you are drafting. You should not draft four wide receivers and have that have all of the same bye weeks. Um, that will become a problem for you. I definitely wouldn't overthink the bye weeks too much because at the end of the day, you should take the best player on the board for the positions you need. But it is important to pay attention to that so that you don't get yourself into too much trouble where like three-fourths of your team ends up being on bye during the same week and you end up having to drop good players since you don't have enough room on your bench. So just just be mindful of that. Um, something else I mentioned in last week's episode is that I don't like guys who aren't consistent fantasy players when they score 41 week and negative three the next week for me consistency is very key because that's how I believe you actually become a winning team if you have a guy who yeah maybe sometimes puts up amazing numbers and helps you get this incredible win but then the next two weeks scores one point that's not valuable to you and that's not going to make you a playoff team so for me consistency is what I look for when I am drafting players Um, also pay attention before your draft for any last minute injuries or stories that may have come out um, that happened over the summer sometimes your league won't change players pre-draft Um, rankings ahead of time based on recent injuries so you need to be aware of the status that you aren't drafting a guy that is going to miss the first six weeks of the season I think I remember last year there was a player who last minute got injured um, but the Yahoo rankings weren't changed based on this injury so anyone who had their draft set to auto draft automatically just had that guy still in one of the top picks and ended up picking them when they might not have otherwise. So if you do intend on doing an auto draft, make sure you look at who is listed in the pre-draft rankings. And if any of those guys are going to be out for a long time, you may consider moving them down in your rankings uh, for the auto draft because then they're just going to take the next guy uh, for your team. So definitely be aware of that. Okay, so rather than just doing a general mock draft, I am going to go position by position and give you the the top players I would draft in those positions and some feedback as to why. It's, it's kind of tough to do a general mock draft because every league is really so different. Uh, some leagues have eight teams, some have 14 teams. Some have three wide receivers, some only have two. So I figured it would be more beneficial to talk about the positions and how I believe those positions should be handled. Uh, So we're going to go right in with quarterback uh, because I think that's the most exciting conversation to have when you are looking at quarterbacks head-to-head. So your number one guy at quarterback is going to be Patrick Mahomes. Uh, If the... uh, So he obviously plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. He was last year's MVP. He is a young guy, and he had a fantastic season last year. Um, In my opinion, I would not take a quarterback with my first pick in the draft because most of the leagues I've been a part of, the quarterback didn't feel as valuable to me. I felt like I could get a solid quarterback in the third round and make sure to get some solid wide receivers or running backs before that. Uh, So if Mahomes is around, though, I would – Highly consider taking him as your first choice at quarterback. Um, Andrew Luck of the Colts is another high quarterback pick. He was dealing with a calf strain in this this past summer here, but he is said to be healthy for training camp. Uh, So keep an eye on his status, though. 
since a lot can change between now and the start of the season, and you don't want to get yourself into any trouble with that. Uh, Deshaun Watson is another quarterback I have here on my list. Uh, The great thing about Deshaun Watson is that he is not just a passer. He is definitely a great runner. He had seven rushing touchdowns last season. So check the settings for your league, like I said, and see how much a quarterback earns for a rushing touchdown. If this statistic is on the higher end for your league, you may want to consider Deshaun Watson as your quarterback. Um, Next up, I have Aaron Rodgers. So I know there were definitely some doubts with him last season, but if he is healthy this year, he he will be a top one or two fantasy quarterback. Rodgers is another one I would definitely monitor over the coming weeks. Um, just read headlines about him, make sure there's a positive outlook on his health um, for the coming season. But when he is healthy, he puts up the best numbers of any quarterback. So I would definitely consider taking him. Uh, You know I also have to have my boy Baker Mayfield high up here on this quarterback list because I am very confident he is going to have a legendary season this year. As I've mentioned maybe a dozen times, the addition of OBJ is huge for Baker and his ability to put up big numbers this year. I know lots of people are still going to have their doubts about him and are going to continue to voice those doubts, but I definitely believe he will be a solid QB1 for the 2019 season. Um, And since maybe other people in your league are going to doubt Baker Mayfield, he could be a solid pickup in a later round that's still going to get you some really great points. Um, Quarterbacks I would stay far away from this season. Um, Whoever the Giants decide to start, either Daniel Jones or Eli Manning, under no circumstance should you be drafting either of these men in the draft. They have not said who the starter is going to be yet, but I don't trust either of them so as even a backup quarterback please do not put them on your fantasy team if whoever they start starts throwing bombs in the first three weeks I will allow you to pick them up but do not touch them during the draft to start I just I don't trust it Uh, someone to look out for um, as a potential maybe backup quarterback is Dwayne Haskins if he can win his starting job with the Redskins Uh, He's a young quarterback with a high ceiling, and the league has proven that rookie quarterbacks can succeed in the NFL without past years of experience at this level of play. There is definitely something to be said for the opposing defenses not knowing about how the quarterback is going to play, considering they only have college film to go off of at that time. So I I think that benefited benefited Baker last season. So um, I just think... It benefits a lot of rookie quarterbacks because they haven't really shown their bag of tricks yet. So if Haskins can win the starting job, I definitely consider him as a backup quarterback on your team this year. All right, so that's kind of my summary on quarterback. Going into wide receiver, uh, Devontae Adams would be one of my top picks at wide receiver. I have had him on my fantasy team before. I actually think I had him in his breakout year, which was 2016, and I thoroughly enjoyed the production he brought to my team. Uh, For him, it's obviously very dependent on Aaron Rodgers' production, but when you are building your fantasy team, it is important, uh, I would say, in my opinion, to find wide receivers that have good quarterbacks. So if they have a... I mean, OBJ was a great 
wide receiver and he's always been a great wide receiver but he hasn't always had a great quarterback so that made him inconsistent at times Uh, so definitely make sure you are looking at receivers with decent quarterbacks because that will depend completely on the production that they can have um so that like I kind of just mentioned OBJ but he is also on my list here for wide receiver obviously as a high pick um I have all the confidence in the world that he and Baker are going to click and just tear up the league I think Baker understands OBJ and what he needs in a quarterback and I think Baker definitely wants to let OBJ just do his thing and be there to support him um I would definitely make him a high pick in the draft um I also believe DeAndre Hopkins of the Texans should be a high pick depending on his health. I know he's had some ankle issues, but all signs as of right now are pointing to him going into week one healthy. So if he is totally healthy, he should absolutely be a pick in the first round. Julio Jones of the Atlanta Falcons is the next guy I want to talk about. So uh, one word I think I would use to describe him is consistent. He has been a very solid fantasy player for many years now and is always in competition to be a top pick so I really feel like you cannot go wrong with him and I feel like there's the most minimal amount of risk in this pick um I hope I'm not jinxing him by saying that but it that doesn't seem like a risky pick considering the production he has put up the last the last few seasons Um, And the last wide receiver I want to discuss is the man Michael Thomas, Ohio State Buckeye, uh, doing big things in New Orleans. Um, I believe that last season he was the most efficient receiver in the league. Uh, He obviously has a phenomenal quarterback in Drew Brees. Uh, The only issue is that he has not signed his deal yet because he's really trying to get a big money deal done, which is why I can't blame him. He had a great year last year and definitely deserves the money. So make sure to keep an eye on when he gets this deal done because if he doesn't, that obviously changes some things. Into the next position, running backs. Um, running backs are typically some of the first picks in the draft. In most leagues, the best running backs are the most valuable to have in terms of the points they can give your team. So if you have one of the first couple picks in the draft, I highly recommend going with a running back. So in terms of players, the almost unanimous reports from the experts, um, including me, (laughs) have Saquon Barkley as who should be the first pick in a fantasy football draft. He is obviously coming off of a season where he won Rookie of the Year. Um, My only struggle with him is that the Giants have a pretty rough offensive line um, and just have struggled as a team as a whole. Um, But he was still very dominant last year regardless. Uh, So Saquon should be your first pick in the draft. Uh, Next up I want to talk about Ezekiel Elliott. Ohio State Buckeye. (laughs) Um, He should obviously be a top pick, but he is waiting to reach a deal and did not show up for training camp. So this is another one you should definitely monitor and keep an eye on. But if they can get a deal done soon, he should be at least a top four pick in the draft, I would say. Um, Alvin Kamara is another player who should be probably a top four three pick in the draft he has had incredible production the last two years and is definitely a consistent player to have on your roster I would potentially take him with the second pick in the draft behind Saquon 
Um, Christian McCaffrey is the next guy I want to bring up. He played 75 more snaps than any other running back in the league last year, but he is not concerned about being overworked. I think this is a very safe pick because he's definitely going to put up solid numbers week after week this season. Uh, so you you can't really go wrong with this one, in my opinion. Um, and then lastly, I want to talk about David Johnson. He is always projected to be high in the draft. And I know last season his his production wasn't great, mostly because Arizona really didn't run the ball that much, but that is supposed to change more this year. So he should definitely get more carries this season uh, than he did last season and would definitely be a great pick for your roster. Uh, so next position, tight end. Uh, tight ends in most leagues aren't as valuable um, mostly because I don't feel like there's that many good tight ends out there. I think it's other than like usually the top five tight ends, I don't feel like there's too many that put up high points in a league. So unless you snag one of the top guys, they usually just really aren't that great for your team. Um, I wouldn't take a tight end in the first round. Definitely the second round would probably be the earliest I would take one, except for maybe this first guy I want to talk about, Travis Kelsey. He is definitely the top tight end in the draft. Um, With the Tyreek Hill issues, Travis's production should be even higher this year, which is crazy because it was already very high last year. Um, I would... I would maybe consider taking him in the first round. He's the only one that I would say you could take in the first round, um, but I would still go with the second round just because I think you could still get him then. I don't think he needs to be taken in the first round. Um, the next guy I want to talk about, Zach Ertz, husband of Julie Ertz, U.S. women's soccer player, should be another solid pick at tight end, uh, potentially a second-round pick. Um, and also, I just have to say that Zach and Julie are one of the greatest power couples of our time. And I just I love how supportive they are of each other. Zach was so supportive of her during the the World Cup. They're just they're a great couple. So I think Zach is really set up to have a great season um, and put up some good points. Next up, George Kittle. Um, he's another really, really solid pick at tight end. He had more yards than any other tight end in the league last season, um, and he is set up to have an even better season this year. So I actually might put him above Zach Ertz. He's he's really going to have a good year. OJ Howard wasn't he wasn't a type top tight end last year, but he only played 10 games um, and had really great production in those games. So he should be much higher this year. Jameis Winston is also a quarterback who loves tight ends, so I think that helps OJ out as well. It's weird. I feel like there's not that many other players that have existed called OJ, so every time I say it, I'm like, oh, OJ Simpson. Anyways, um, I mentioned David Njoku last episode in terms of fantasy football, so I wanted to briefly mention him again this week. He is not a top five tight end, but he has the potential, I would say, to be a top 15, maybe top 10 tight end. So consider him um, possibly. If you have 14 teams in your league and most of the top tight ends are already gone, I definitely consider him. Uh, I really envision some solid production from him, even though the Browns have added OBJ in the mix to snag some of those targets. I still think that he is going to have a solid year. 
So when it comes to the flex, uh, this obviously depends on the layout of your league, um, but really just focus on what position can earn you the highest points at the flex and what, what players are left available in those positions. So typically wide receivers and running backs are more valuable than tight ends, like I've said. So keep that in mind when you are deciding who to, who to throw in that spot. Um, kicker and defense are, I will say they are more valuable than people give them credit for. I have personally had kickers and defenses carry my team in certain weeks. And I think last year there was a week where my kicker and defense had 40 apiece and totally destroyed every other player on my team. Like everyone else performed just, a, they, it was a very average performance across the board, except for my kicker and my defense. So don't underestimate their value, but also don't draft them uh, until the very, very end because nobody will be taking them earlier. You can you can get good kickers and defenses in the final rounds, but there's always the one guy who like, it's the third or fourth round and they take a kicker and everyone's like, who is this guy? Get him out of the league. Obviously he doesn't know what he's doing. Okay, anyway, so um, that is what I have for your fantasy football insight this week. Um, if there are other questions you have about fantasy football that you want answered, please reach out through the Rolling with the Winners Instagram page, and I will try to fit them in the next episode before any fantasy drafts are starting. I am so pumped for this season. I cannot wait to see what my fantasy team is going to look like. Um, I've... I've been playing fantasy football for a long time. I want to say since I was maybe 12 years old, I have been doing it. So it's been over a decade (laughs) that I've been at this, which is wild to think. Um, But to be honest, I have never met another human being who takes fantasy football more seriously than my mother. Uh, She will literally, this is the whole entire fall, she will just sit at her computer and her phone refreshing the page every 10 seconds to check her stats she literally becomes a psycho human um if you have ever seen her in her fantasy football element you will you will understand why i am the way i am about sports Uh, my parents are a big indication of how i became this way but she is she is crazy about it um But I don't know, fantasy football is really great because it just keeps you interested in so many games rather than just your own personal team. So whether it's a guy on your team or an opposing team, you are just fully engaged Thursday night through Monday night. And I just, I think that's the best part. It's games I wouldn't have maybe paid attention to before, but the one guy on my team in this certain game is going to make or break whether I will win that week. It just makes things so much more exciting. So um, I would definitely encourage playing if you have never done it before. Uh, but to to close things out on important things to know when crushing brewskis in the muni lot, I just want every single one of you to go to OBJ's Instagram page and watch the hype video he posted last week, I think it was. Um, if you weren't already excited for this season, then that is going to just put you over the edge. I already talked a lot of football and Browns this week, so that's all I'm going to give you for that segment today. Um, I will end this by saying go Brownies. Please leave me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe there as well. You can also give me a follow on Spotify if that's where you listen. I hope you are all enjoying this beautiful summer and have a good one.